Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network at mededmedia.com. If you're a non-traditional student, go check out the pre-med years from this week where I talked to Dr. Glenn Cummings, the Associate Dean and Director of Bryn Mawr's Post-Baccalaureate Pre-Medical Program. Again, that's the pre-med year, session number 253. This is the MCAT Podcast, session number 61. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. If this is your first time joining us here, welcome. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to join myself and Brian Snedeker of Next Step Test Prep. We're here every week to give you the information you need to succeed on your MCAT, all for free, on your phone, every week. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to go share it with a friend. That's all we ask for you in return. This week we have an interesting topic about the MCAT and if it's really getting harder or not. Let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, Brian, another MCAT podcast. A a common thing I see online with people tweeting and on Instagram and some emails I get, I'm sure you get them too, is people walk out of the MCAT just totally destroyed, thinking it's the hardest thing they've ever seen. Why why does it seem like it's so much harder than the practice test? What's your experience? What have you been seeing trend-wise with the MCAT uh, over the course of this year as far as its intensity and how hard it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan, absolutely. We hear the same thing all the time, right? So, of course, all of our listeners know very well that the MCAT changed back in 2015. And so there was that first cycle, you know, the, the 2015 cycle, where it felt like kind of the AMC was getting their feet you know, finding their feet, I guess you'd say, with the new format, right? Getting all the data normed and so on. And then we had the 2016 season, and now finally we finished the 2017 season. And one of the things students often comment on is, oh my gosh, it feels like crazy hard, harder even than last year, harder than the year before. Um, And so, you know, when we boil that question down, it's real simple. Is the MCAT getting harder? Right. It, it's sort of a simple yes, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a simple answer. The answer is yes and no. Um, well, that's the short answer. Here's the long answer. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Ryan, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. Right. So please, please do. I'm a little I'm a little confused. <laughs> so the, the first idea, you know, is the MCAT getting harder? One of the pieces of feedback that students are bringing up is this, that the passages and of course, as we all know, the MCAT is mostly questions based on a, a little reading passage. The passages feel very much more like they are um, complex. I call it alphabet soup. A lot of like 
number and letter abbreviations for enzyme names and protein names and pathways. So whenever we get a real complicated primary research journal article, like as the passage, I always say to my own students, oh man, there's a lot of alphabet soup in this passage, a lot of letters and numbers for genes and, and transcripts and so on. And that part of the, the student assessment, although, you know, a, a little, a little um, panicky, right, because students do tend to panic, although a little panicky, um, that assessment is basically true, right, that what we have seen from 2015 to 16 to 17 is that the AMC is making it clear that there is this really strong emphasis on an ability to get through a reading passage taken from not a textbook, not a summary, not a lab guide, but an actual primary research journal, uh, an article kind of cut down into an MCAT passage. So that part is super intimidating, right? And that part can be hard. Mm -hmm. The no part of the answer is that fundamentally two things haven't changed at all. First, the questions haven't changed, like the difficulty level, the depth of analysis, the breadth of content required. So on the one hand, you've got this passage that's like crazy scary and crazy intimidating, alphabet soup everywhere, crazy figures that you have to analyze. And that can really throw some people off their game. But then when you get to the questions, they're asking the same straightforward stuff. They're asking for the same one or two step analysis. They're asking for the same basic process of looking at a figure, looking at the text and, and drawing an inference. Um, and, and Ryan, of course, as our listeners know, because we do a lot of practice questions on this podcast, mm -hmm. you know, they're very familiar with what an MCAT question looks like. And that hasn't changed at all. Yeah. So even though the passages are like super crazy, the questions are basically the same. So that's the no part. And I will add, you know, we want to remember that, of course, the MCAT test, it's not a, a curved test the way you think of a curve in like your college classes, but it is what they call equated. Um, so essentially the the AMC does a kind of curving against the difficulty of the test form. Uh, you know, across 20,000 test takers, it's not curved against the 20 kids in the room. That would be like your old college tests, right? Like 20 kids in the room and that one, that one crazy kid gets a hundred and the next person down got a 60. You could say to that one kid, Hey, you broke the curve. Yeah. <laughs> It is not my fault I studied. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the MCAT doesn't work like that, right? Because, of course, it's a nationwide exam. So we don't think of it as curved. We think of it as equated. What that means on a nationwide level is that assuming that in any two or three year period, the pool of pre-meds doesn't change much, which is a, you know, a reasonable assumption to make, mm -hmm. <clears throat> then it can't get any harder, right? 500 has to be an average score in the MCAT for your average pre-med year after year after year. And the kind of slow migration that might happen over 10 or 20 years in the student base isn't going to matter for any of our listeners because they only care about the students you know, one year before and one year after them. Uh, and there isn't really much change on that kind of a time scale. So is it harder? Yes, because it looks harder. But is it harder objectively? No, because you're competing against the same people and the questions are the same. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, those types of passages to read, even as a physician, reading journals is hard because they're written in, in a very scientific way and not in a layman's way. And, and there's actually a big move in the scientific community to get out of that trend and start writing journal articles more uh, uh, 
that so more people can read uh, readily read them and understand them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always remember as an undergrad in my my senior year working on my honors thesis in microbiology, uh, my first draft, which I was so proud of, right? Like a year of work sitting there hunched over a microscope. And the, the copy I got back from my advisor, I mean, the whole thing was there was more red than, than black text on the page because of exactly what you're saying. That weird, abstract, journal-like language is so weird until you – almost studying that style of writing is its own field of study, mm-hmm. practically. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. What about some yeah. other sections of the MCAT? Are they getting harder, um, easier than mm-hmm. any specific things? Yeah, so the the car section, the verbal, isn't getting any harder. That's the good news. The bad news is that it's always a bear, yeah. right? So n- not a whole lot of feedback on the verbal. And and one thing we've been seeing a lot about the psych soci is that the AMC really is treating the psychology sociology section as this really intensive memorization, very, very broadly based kind of section. Uh, because basically every time the MCAT is administered, we hear back from students, oh my gosh, they asked me about this random theory I've never heard of. I checked 10 different MCAT books and no one had it in their index. Um, and we just keep hearing that feedback again and again. So it can't be like the entire MCAT industry is, is you know, missing something. It Really, the, the takeaway for our students on the psych soci is allocate the time you need to memorize Everything in psych social, every key, <laughs> every keyword, every famous name, every famous theory. Yeah. Um, there's no way getting around it if you don't know who Mead is. Just, just the name, the name alone. You have to have it memorized and know what that is, uh, because the the AMC seems to to really be thinking that that's important. Um, and and one final thing I'll add, Ryan, is the other piece of feedback we're seeing really consistently, and it especially came up this year, was students. Uh, are starting to to maybe get a little overconfident now that the AMC has finally released a good amount of prep material right when the when the test was new we we knew so little about it but now we have a bunch of practice tests we have the section bank we have all this stuff so students are saying well I just took the AMC section bank there w- that was 100 questions in the in the chemical and physical foundation section and there was only like three physics questions in that whole study tool and that's official it's from the AMC so that means I don't need to worry about physics because there was hardly any physics in their section bank. Then they go take the real exam, and they're just blown away that 25% of the section was physics, just like promised. So you can't can't assume any one test or any one QBank is is going to exactly tell you what's on the test. You have to take exactly what's going to be on your test. Yeah. Right. That just because one test happens to be light in physics or the AMC section bank happens to be really light in physics, that doesn't mean you can blow it off. Right. You really have to start from a broad based review of everything that's on the MCAT. Yeah. And and the, the same goes for hearing your friends perspectives as they walk out of the MCAT. What they had on their test might not be what you have on your test. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I'll say, Ryan, and now with three years, right, or three seasons of the MCAT, literally the only one consistent point I've heard from literally everybody is amino acids are important. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Everything else, it's like, oh, man, my test had so much physiology. I had the kidney, then I had digestive, then I had endocrine. And my very next student will say, I didn't get any physio on my whole test. Yeah. So y- you can never just rely on kind of these single accounts of what people have seen. All right, there you have it. Another great MCAT podcast episode. Is the MCAT 
getting harder? Or is it not? That is the question. Next week, I have a great discussion with Brian about a tweet that I saw on whether or not you really need to spend $3,000 for MCAT prep. Join us next week here at the MCAT Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, whether it's on your iOS device through the podcast app or on an Android device through Google Play Music or Podcast Addict or anywhere else. That's the easiest way to get these podcasts delivered to you every week. And also don't forget to check out Next Step Test Prep. Use the promo code MCATPOD, that's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save some money on all of the services that Next Step has to offer, whether that's their amazing one-on-one tutoring where they can tailor their teaching, their instruction to what you specifically need in the time frame that you need it in, or their class, their new class that is doing amazing things for students with over 100 hours of video, access to all of their practice tests, access to the AAMC material, access to all of their books, so much. And even with that, you get access to 10 hours of live office hours every week. It's a great steal, only $1,300, and you can even save some money, again, using the promo code MCATPOD, that's M-C-A-T-P-O-D. Go check them out, nextsteptestprep.com. I'll see you next week here at the MCAT Podcast.